Hey, what's going on everybody? I am really excited for the very first podcast um, that I've ever done. Um, I am really wondering exactly how this is going to go, but uh, I, I really want to talk to local small business owners. Um, so what I'm going to try to do in this podcast is speak directly to those people who are working as hard as they can to serve their customers. They're painting houses. You guys are helping as chiropractors or dentists or doctors. Maybe you're a lawyer or any one of a thousand things. Detailer, uh, maybe you're a beautician, an esthetician. I mean, there's a thousand things in small business in every single city that needs you. You make cities run. And while you're serving your customer, it's hard for you to grow. It's hard for you to find new customers. It's hard for you to be able to go out into the world and make an offer that's going to cost you money and make sure that it's going to get a return on your investment. So I want to be able to help all of you out there that need this service, but that you can't really uh, pay for it. So I'm going to be giving it to you. So my name's Cameron. And uh, I've been helping small businesses like yours grow for a couple of years. And I've had some really good success and had really a lot of fun doing it. But I want to talk to you a little about uh, my journey and kind of where I was and where I've been. Uh, like I said, my name's Cameron, and I started out as not a business owner. I started out as a uh, actually a security guard for a national laboratory and uh, I was in charge of a graveyard shift and it was horrible it was fun it was a great job don't get me wrong it was a good job but it was horrible working graveyard so I just really worked my tail off almost 80 hours a week sometimes doing something that could have been fun but I really missed my family I didn't get to see them very often I was going to school on the side and you know it really wasn't awesome and a couple of years later, we decided to make a move. We moved from New Mexico to Tacoma. And when we got to Tacoma, um, I thought as a city it was going to be the land of opportunity. And I thought as a city it was going to be just easy to get a job and to make money and to be able to have all these opportunities. Unfortunately, I was a little bit wrong. I dabbled in business in the past. I'd been a photographer, I'd done weddings and, and all kinds of other things, but I'd never really tried to make a go of it. And uh, as my kind of my day job or my, my reason for moving was I was a pastor and I don't want to be a burden to my church. I don't want to have to rely on other people's donations. I just wanted to be able to serve people. So I went into business for myself and I, I did photography. And it was fun. I liked meeting with people. I liked to be able to take great pictures and capture their moments and do things. But the, the problem with photography is there's a thousand photographers in every small town, let alone city, in the world, all taking great pictures and all competing for the same number of jobs. And the prices just keep going down and down and down. And it's tough because you actually have to go out there and be on a shoot with people 
and you have to negotiate price. And I, I always wanted people to get the most value for what they did. I didn't want to mess around too much with upsells and downs, all kinds. Of, you, you know, I just, I wasn't into that. I just wanted to take pictures and get paid. I wanted to help people preserve their memories. But that wasn't working out very well. So instead, I decided to look into real estate photography. Was, there were so many houses for sale and, and pictures everywhere. I was seeing realtors take pictures on their cell phone and plop them up on the web that looked nothing like the house. And I knew I could do a better job. So like any small service business owner that's just getting started, I took to LinkedIn and I found a bunch of realtors in my area. And instead of offering my services, I offered to work for free. I said, I'd do one house for you for free if you just give me a testimonial, which is great, by the way. If you're just getting started, that is a great way to get started. Um, so I, I shot a house. I got a client. I started making a little bit, mo little bit of money. But the problem was, is I was working, trying to plant a church. I was working, trying to take care of my family and make money on the side. And I ended up with three different jobs or three different careers. I was a pastor, I was doing real estate photography, and I was a courier delivering packages at five o'clock in the morning, Monday through Saturday. I was busy all the time. And I liked the idea of trading, uh, of being in business for myself because then I could control my income. But I was always struggling with getting new clients because I couldn't control how many uh, houses the realtors I was serving were getting. I, I couldn't control their part of this. I could only control my part of it. So I started looking out and trying to grow and I started looking at other photographers real in real estate and I realized, man, that this drone thing's taking off. So I got a drone and I started doing drone pictures and I offered my drone services for free so I could get some more clients and and I ended up uh, with a drone that took great pictures. It was doing great video, and I took it on some jobs, and it was fun. And you'd go to a neighborhood, and I'd fly this drone way up in the air, and I'd take some really cool videos and pictures, and all these kids in the neighborhood would come out, and they'd point at this drone, and, and they'd say, oh, that's really cool, and people would come talk to me. And it was, you know, it was fun. It was cool. And then I had a job close to the close to the water, and there's, it, where I live in Tacoma, there's, some trees where I was serving that are really, really big, kind of old growth trees, huge. And I promised this client that I was going to get really good pictures with the drone. And it was a windy day, and you can probably already see where this is going, but I flew the drone up in the air, and it wasn't the nicest drone in the world. It wasn't the most expensive thing I could get. It was, it, it was a drone that did the job. And unfortunately... The wind, a combination of the wind blowing and my misguided trying to control it flew the drone into a large tree which destroyed the drone. It, it fell down branch to branch, hitting tons of branches, just like the cartoons of somebody falling down a tree and smacking every single branch, branch on the way down. That's what it felt like the drone was doing, was smacking every branch and every single one of those smashes and crashes, I could just see dollar signs flying out of my pocket to fix this stupid thing, which I never did. I looked into fixing it, and it, was, it, it wasn't worth fixing.
So I just kept doing regular real estate photography, and unfortunately I couldn't capture this whole drone market. But that's okay, because eventually the drone market went from something you could upsell to, to something that became an added benefit that photographers were just giving out for free. So it didn't really help me to have one. I had some customers and I was doing great. But I wanted to grow. I wanted to do more. And I realized to grow, I needed to put boots on the ground. I needed to talk to realtors. I needed to talk to brokers. I needed to talk to a bunch of people that I had to be in front of so that I could close a sale, so that I could get in their world. And I did start to grow. I started to get more and more people asking for my services. And I quickly realized that if I had a house shoot in a day, my day was shot. I could do nothing else that day but go shoot the pictures for the house, come home, edit those pictures, and get them to the customer that day. My day was shot, and I was charging like $150 a house. Now, at my max, my max capacity, if I'm doing one house a day, that's only seven houses in a week. That's not paying the bills. That's not barely eating. And I wasn't making a ton of money with anything else. So my family had to go live, there was five of us, in a two-bedroom apartment in the city, huddled all together because we couldn't afford to do anything else. I was doing the best I could to make money, but it was just, I kept failing over and over again. And it was just so frustrating. And I got so frustrated to the point that I, I really needed something else. I really needed to figure out how to make more money with less time, which is the goal of all small business owners, right? We want to, or all people, it really should be, is to make more money with less time. That's, that's the dream. So I got an offer from a good friend of mine who was a, a business consultant, and he said, you know what, I think you'd be good at this. Let me take you under my wing. So I went through a year course uh, kind of with him, just learning from him, trying to understand things and trying to understand business growth. And lo and behold, I was, I was good at it. I realized that I could help people grow their businesses without having to spend so much time trying to grow mine. So I dropped photography and I went out on my own trying to find some clients to help grow their business. And the first thing you have to do is offer your services for free before you can make any money at it. So I helped some businesses for free. I helped them do things. And and like any business, I made mistakes. I wasn't perfect. Sometimes it would just go really, really well. Sometimes I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't help them. But I kept trying and I kept working and I kept helping them as much as I possibly could. And Eventually, I started to understand how marketing works and how business works and how relationships work and how people need things and they want you to be able to do it. And so I started to understand how this whole journey works and I started to land actual clients. I started to be able to help them grow and help them do things. And about this time, I was able to move our family from our small apartment to a very small house so that we could have a little breathing room and it was it felt so good to be able to have money I mean let, let's let me just be really really honest here um, 
you know at the end of the day when you come home and you take your change out of your pocket and you throw it in the piggy bank right next to you and you're kind of building it up and you're like, oh, that's some, that's some great uh, you know, vacation savings money or whatever you're going to do. Because I, I did that at one point in my life. When I would take change out of my pocket and throw it in the canister, it was for the gas money that I could get at the end of the week to make it to my other job. We were so poor, we didn't have, we didn't have any money. We joke, in fact, we were joking the other day at my house that we used to have these things called tater tot casserole. And if you've ever had it, it's you get tater tots that you cook in the oven so they're crispy and then put chili on top of that and then cheese on top of that. You put it in the oven and you'd call it tater tot casserole. And my kids loved it when they were little and I, you know, I liked it. It's kind of like the perfect, you know, junk food meal that you can kind of justify because it's got some good food groups in it. Um... But I, it's one of my kids mentioned it the other day, and um, my wife said, "No, no, no, we're never gonna eat that again. We're never, we can't do that." She said, "That's poor food," because <laughs> we were, we we ate it like twice a week for so long because it was so cheap and so filling. Um, it was like college students being in, you know, eating ramen all the time. But we were doing that for our whole family, and, and it just wasn't fun. I needed more, and I needed to make more money. I needed to help more people. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to sacrifice the things I was passionate about. I didn't want to sacrifice needing a ton of money from the ministry or from another job. I wanted to be able to make our own money on my own terms and provide for my family. And I was able to start doing that and helping people. I was able to start by helping people in our local market. And then I was able to start helping people that had more national brands grow their brand and, and grow their company. And it is fun, and I like it. But I've done a ton of networking events, and I've been out in my city enough to know that the people out there networking, trying to grow their businesses, trying to grow their service industry, especially the service industry, are really caring about what they do, but they can't go in and spend the money that they need to on a consultant like me to grow their business. They don't know the path forward. In fact, most of the time, they're spending so much time on making their customers happy and making sure that they have uh, enough margin in their life to make payroll the next week that they don't have time to look into marketing. And when they look into marketing, they don't even know where to go. And they're inundated by a million offers every single day with people saying, oh, I'm going to turn your $1,000 into 15,000 leads. And all, you know all these promises that just... They're not great. There are people out there just you know they're trying to serve, but you know everybody can can say that. But but how do you deliver? And so I had a tool that I used to help me help clients, to help me first land a client, and then to help me see what that client actually needed to move forward. And and I called it the confidential business report. In fact, I was told by my mentor what to do. He gave me a bunch of tools for it. And as I went forward and started using it more and more, I made some subtle changes myself and things that made more sense to me and more sense for my area and then more sense for my client and then took that and just made that the plan. And in this, this report, what I would do is I would look at their industry. So let's say um, one, of my, one of my clients was a bakery and uh, they were a pretty high-end bakery and they, they really wanted marketing help and I went in there and I looked at them and I asked them who their competition was and they said we don't have any competition which 
if you think you don't have any competition, you're just, you're wrong. <laughs> Your competition is always there. But they were a unique Sicilian bakery, and uh, they didn't think anybody else was competing against them. And what I did was find their competition, which was a bunch of different other bakeries, because other people want cookies and cupcakes and coffee and all those things. And just because yours is amazing and Sicilian and fancy doesn't mean they're coming to you. There's people competing for that exact business. So we looked at all of our competition. We looked at what they were doing, where they where their competition was advertising, where their competition was failing, where their competition was not doing things. And then I looked at the business. I audited and looked through all of the things they were doing in their business from profitability to growth to marketing to the services they were offering. And we put all of those things together and I create a table and I call, call it the rankings report. And I was able to rank them and every single other competitor that was serving the same area and the same people in a list and show them where they were on the list. And unfortunately for them, they, they didn't even make the list at the time because they were not doing things right. And then the cool thing was, and the amazing part of this and the power behind this was they were able to, and I was able to show them through this, all the holes in their industry. Because nobody was making was doing everything they should have to be able to win their market, to be able to dominate everybody. There was there was opportunity everywhere. And I think that's in every market. There's there's opportunity for everyone to grow and there's opportunity for everyone to be dominant in their market, but few people are because they may not even know where they need to change. They may not even know where they need to exploit or what they need to do next to actually grow their company. And so we figured out all of these holes. And one area that they were, they were the only person in the market doing these classes. And they had kids' classes. In fact, the first time I met with them, I walked into their, I walked into their storefront, and they had this sign out front that it was printed, you know, on printer paper, and it was wasn't the best copy because they're bakers, they're not marketers. <laughs> but they uh, they were doing these kids' classes, and they were charging, I think, twenty five dollars a kid. For like three and a half hours and they were showing them how to bake all these things and um, and they loved it they were surfing these kids and having tons of fun which is amazing but they were losing money every single time they did it but they were the only ones doing it so we needed to fix this problem so instead of going for kids we went for adults and instead of calling it classes we made it into an experience we made it into a date night instead of charging 25 we charged 250 dollars per couple we sold a thousand dollars in revenue every single time we did it and we started to be profitable in that and the cool thing was because they were profitable in that then they were able to go and go back to the place where they wanted to to be able to help these kids and, and do the kids' classes and do what they really wanted to because they were profitable and were able to make money on something that they actually cared about. Then they can do the things they wanted to do. Their life became better because of it. These are the kinds of things I want to help people with. So I wrote a book. It's called Declassified. If you're interested in it, you can go to declassifiedbook.com. You can find me on Facebook at Declassified Book. Subscribe to my podcast. Grab the book. You can have it for free. I'm giving it away for free. Just help me with some shipping costs, and I'm going to get it out to you. Um, I'm going to try to get these podcasts out a few times a week. And the next thing I'm going to talk to you guys about is uh, the four or the five pillars 
of actually growing your business. This is Cameron. Get out there, serve your people well, love your people well.